ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Emanuel's convicted of smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants over the Canadian border has received one year of probation. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm not sure the jail time would scare someone who was willing to put three Burmese pythons yeah. down his pants. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm not, not sure of? I'm not sure of the veracity what? of that story. I don't believe a word really? of it. Not a word. Not a really? word. So do you think, what, do you think it's five Burmese pythons? <laughs> yeah, I think, or you think it's fewer. No Burmese really? pythons and a partridge in a pear tree. That's me. Would you put a partridge in a pear tree down your pants and give the pear tree? I don't that think I so. Do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Lionel Messi is back in action. Rafael Devers sounds frustrated. And Alex Ovechkin is on a heater. But we begin today with UConn, the number one team in the country, getting slammed by 19 points last night at number 18, Creighton. UConn joins Purdue as top teams going down this week. Wilbon, you called this upset yesterday. How much does this diminish UConn standing as the best team in the country? To me, none. Why would it? They're all going to lose. They're all going to lose in a regular season. They're all they're going to lose in a regular season to most of it. I'm talking about the top four or five teams. So throw Purdue back right. in the mix. You know, throw, throw them all, all the top teams, Tony, which includes Arizona and Tennessee. And who else am I forgetting? All of those teams are going to lose. Now, some people can play this game if they want to as they play along with bubble mania. Suppose they run the table and suppose the regular season ended today. It doesn't end today. It doesn't end tomorrow. It doesn't even end next week for the Power Five schools. It doesn't. And so they're all, hear me, hear me again, they're all going to lose. I watched every possession of that game last night. UConn got beat, okay? I mean, Creighton hit 14 yeah. of 28 threes. You watched. I mean, Creighton was really, really good at home. They had never been the number one team in their history, not at home right. anyway, so they did that last night. Good for them. UConn's fine. It's probably a good loss for UConn because now Hurley can get back in the laboratory and they'll listen and pay attention and look like the defending champs again soon. I certainly agree with the last thing you just said. They, had, they were 24-2, and UConn. They were 14-1 and in the Big East. And they had won 14 games in a row. And they were due to lose. And Danny Hurley said as much at the end of that game. This is a quote. Your huddles aren't going to be super energized when you haven't lost in two-plus months. And like you, I agree, he's glad he lost because he can refocus his team. I wasn't ever sure that UConn was the best team in the country. I know they were number one in the polls. Right. But I believe that the NCAA selection committee just this week had Purdue rated ahead of them. Okay. I learned this fact this morning that I found amazing, Mike, and that was that UConn had not beaten a ranked team on the road in 10 years. That's why you picked the upset. Either that yeah. or the fact that, you know, you wanted to suck up to Mike Gleason, Mr. Nebraska. Look, here's what's true. Creighton is a really good team. They're ranked 18th. They've been a good team for a number of years. There's no great team out there. 
There's no UCLA with Kareem or Walton. There's no Vegas going into the final four right. unbeaten. There's no great There's teams. no Indiana no. at 32 and 0. There's no Duke. There's no Kentucky. And and the best of the teams have already lost three. And I agree with you. They're going to go into the tournament having lost no four or five. And real quickly, Tony, real, let me just mention this. That stat, it's a nice little thing. They hadn't won a road game again. I'm sorry. Have they won two Ranking? championships? Have they won two national championships since then? So who gives yeah. a damn? This is where the numbers but lie. Don't you, well, no, this no, is no, where no, the analytics are garbage. No, no, garbage. no, no, no. Yeah, because they won no. two championships. No. It doesn't matter. If you haven't beaten – no, you're wrong. What matters? If you haven't beaten a ranked team on the road in 10 years, that is an interesting let me ask fact. You, let me it has nothing to do with question. the tournament. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Would you rather win a road game against a ranked team or a national championship or make it two? Which one would you rather uh, have? You know that's a stupid question. No, Obviously, it's a relevant win. question because you're now sucking up to the analytics no, people. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. We're too no, old for that. It has nothing to do. No, stop. Off. We're not going any further. <laughs> We're not going any further. What? If you haven't beaten a ranked team on the road in 10 years, that doesn't apply to many of the good teams. It just doesn't, I don't know Mike. How many I find it rather amazing. It's like when you say Creighton hasn't beaten the number one team ever, yeah. they probably haven't had the chance to play that many six, number one teams. Six times. They probably have for six. Doesn't matter. No. Okay. Good for them. It was a good win. It was. A, we can agree on that. But it's not about that. analytics. It was a good win. It has win. nothing to do with analytics. God, they've nothing. gotten to you. Something's nothing. happened. Something's happened. Check your no. bank account. Let's move to tonight's opening of the MLS what? season in Miami. Check my bank account. <laughs> Your overseas account. What? Huh? The analytics people got into you. Lionel Messi. I don't have an overseas Lee's account. I don't live in a gated community. I don't. home match against Real Salt Lake. Messi made a huge and immediate impact upon a rival in Miami last summer, but the team still fell short of making the postseason. This year, Inter-Miami is a league favorite. But Messi's 36. He's got commitments to Argentina, namely. So, do you expect more out of Messi than he delivered in his first season? So, the MLS is not stupid. This is the only game they're putting out there tonight because they know that last year, Messi was a ratings bonanza, okay? Apple TV probably sold millions of subscriptions just to see Messi, and they want to Obviously, they, they want to milk that again, which is a very smart strategy on their part. Do I think that, you know, I mean, the average sports fan, I can't name one person in the MLS, but they know Messi. Do I think he's going to be better this year? Well, I, I mean, he's 36, and I guess that's pretty old in, in, in soccer. But my sense is that the MLS is a second-string league compared to the European leagues, and so he's going to be playing against people who aren't as good as he's used to playing with. And, and aside from his friends on his own team, almost everybody in that league is going to be in awe of him. He's probably going to have the run of the joint. So I think it's possible he will be better. Yes, I do. Tony, I just think if you're not, I mean, I, look, I get, we've watched Tom Brady and LeBron James over X number of years go to 40 million years old and 39. And we've gotten a little spoiled. And Messi is in that company. There's no question he's in that company as a great, yeah, great, great, great sure. all-time athlete in his sport. But, I, Tony, I don't know how realistic it is. Look, you, you saw, you, you were in position to judge this. You saw the Cosmos do this. The blueprint is there. Because yes. it wasn't just bring in yes. Pelé. It was then go out and get the others 
who who were great players too, like Suarez is now. And on they that won team. titles, Mike. They did. And That's, they won a bunch of titles. They did, but but, yeah. but didn't play. I mean, didn't you see the decline? You were at some of these games. It just doesn't seem reasonable yeah. to me that Messi could be better than he was last year. I think he could because it's just a few months. It's not like it's 10 years ago. It's just a few months. His worldwide draw is unbelievable. A couple of weeks ago, when he didn't play in Hong Kong, they had to refund money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Inter-Miami on a world tour. Nobody cares about Inter-Miami. They care about this guy. They care about Messi, and they care about him in that pink shirt. And, Mike, for all you say about marketing people, that pink shirt is brilliant marketing. Yeah. Brilliant. It's good. We move now it to is. baseball. Admit it. Boston's third I baseman, did. Rafael Devers, who last year signed a 10-year extension with the Red Sox, is cautiously biting the hand that feeds him. Devers spoke yesterday, yesterday saying, quote, they need to make an adjustment to help us win. Everybody knows what we need. It's just some things I can't say out loud, unquote. Devers was upset the Sox didn't go heavily for players at the trade deadline last year, and they haven't gone after pitching so far this year. Wilbon, what do you hear in Devers' comments about the Red Sox? I hear frustration. I hear him also saying, without saying it, he didn't have to go Rick Pitino on anybody. He's looking around the clubhouse, and he knows what's there, and he's been their best player since Mookie Betts left. And, oh, and goodness, Tony, Mookie gone, Bogarts is gone, Devers the only one left in that 2018 team. He's also saying without, you know, going Rick Pitino on Sam Kennedy, his boss is the team president, when he says, we can't do anything about it today, you're a liar. You're lying because you can. Because if you want to, you can go out there and you can sign Blake Snell, who's got two Cy Youngs. You That's can right. sign Montgomery. That's There's right. two guys out there who can help Gordon this Montgomery. team now. Yeah. And you say we can't right. do anything today. That's a lie. And the question is whether the Red Sox have gone all corporate now and they worry at the top of the pyramid about Liverpool and other things in their portfolio as much as they do the Red Sox, which I know is a concern there out in New England. But the frustration of that seems to be bleeding through. That is the concern about Red Sox fans. And we should say that the ownership of the Red Sox has been great over the last 20 years. Yes. Brilliant and great. But Red Sox fans see they expanded into other sports, English Premier League teams, right? I think hockey, now golf. And Red Sox fans are wondering, well, what happened to us? Are we no longer a priority? What I hear and what Devers is saying is two words, spend money. Yes. That's what he's saying. The Red Sox haven't spent money for a couple of years. It hurt them. It cost Chaim Bloom his job. They finished last, I believe, in the AL East the last two seasons. Three that out never four. happened with the Red Sox. They yeah. were an incredibly aggressive team in terms, of, in terms of spending money in the previous, what, 10 to 20 years, wouldn't you say? So, I mean, that's, that is the concern there. The AL East, the Orioles won 101 games. The Blue Jays and the Rays, I think, made the playoffs, and the Yankees picked up Juan Soto. So it looks like the Red Sox are targeted for last again. And, and if you're a player there, you're going, whoa, what happened? We used to spend a bunch of dough. We used to get the great players. And you're right. Snell's out there. Montgomery's there. out there. Let's get take him. a break. Coming up, what's the word for how Alex Ovechkin is suddenly playing? And we may never hear exactly what Travis Kelsey said to Andy Reid. We know what he said. Can we go back to my overseas yes, account that I don't know that account. I have? Uh, have you been depositing money in it? Should I know the passcode for that? I, I just worry that the analytics account? people have funneled you tens of millions.
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. It's time for What's the Word, or as it is also known, Lingo Bingo. What's first? It's blank that Alex Ovechkin scored two goals last night and now has eight over his last eight games. My word is encouraging. Um, The season looked lost for Ovechkin for a long time. His first 43 games, he had eight goals, three power play goals. Can't catch Gretzky like that. It looked like he was old. It it almost looked like he was done. But if he gets eight in eight games, you can catch Gretzky like that. You're not going to keep up that pace. But if you get four power play goals in eight games when you've only had three in 43 games, that feels like a rebirth. It feels like the chase is on again, Mike. And I think it is a worthy chase. So I am encouraged by the fact that Ovechkin seems to have found something. Well, Tony, all those numbers you mentioned, not analytics, direct, simple numbers that non-math majors can understand, it means Ovechkin's officially hot because you mentioned the first 43 games where you and I were talking all the time about how, wait, Ovechkin hasn't scored in how long? Now Ovechkin's hot. Yeah. We, Tony, yeah. was more important than, to me than the chase for Gretzky because to me, no matter how many goals he scores, he's a great, great goal scorer. He may catch him officially. He not, he not he's Gretzky. not Gretzky. No, so I don't he's care about Gretzky. that. No, he's not But Gretzky. the Capitals, Tony, need to get hot, and they do that on the back of Ovechkin to make the playoffs. Because right now, Tony, right. they're like six points out of eighth. They have to make up a little ground, and we're talking about fewer than 30 games remaining. Like in the NBA, it's a sprint now. And so they, they can get hot if he's officially hot, and he is. He can carry you. We've seen it. Mike, I... I can't believe you don't care if he catches Gretzky. I mean, he needs 56. It's an unbelievable achievement. If he does, he's not Gretzky as a player. Right. But if he has the record, it's unbelievable. What's next? It's yes. blank that next. we apparently won't be hearing what Travis Kelsey yelled at Andy Reid during the Super Bowl. It's nonsense. NFL Films has the audio. Travis Kelsey was mic'd up. Someone in the league has decided we're not putting it out there. It's complete censorship. Look, Kelsey yelled at Reed, right? And, and yelled in, in the height he of that. Him. That he thing was nothing that Reed hasn't heard 10,000 times right. in his life. And it was over by the end of the game because they won the game. And both these guys, by the way, Reed and Kelsey, are going to the Hall of Fame. So just release it. What, honestly, what is the big deal? What I'm hoping the actual words are is that Kelsey says to Reed, 
Taylor said I can sing on my next album. How's that, big boy? <laughs> that would please me. You know, Tony, he, he did bump him. And Andy Reid is 66 years old. He could have knocked Andy Reid over, even though Andy Reid's still going better than three bills still. Tony. What do you got? Andy Reid is Don Zimmer in this one? He's going over? <laughs> not, really? Not going that far. Really? That's quite an image. Drag that tape out. No, Tony, you know, it's contractual. I could say it's contractual because it is. Because the 32 teams, the NFL teams, the member clubs, as they like to call themselves, they own NFL films, and they can say, no, it's contractual. Right. And, but I like to That's take right. shots at the NFL because I'm the only one who'll do it. And so it's dictatorial. You're right, Tony, it's dictatorial. But let me point out, because somebody yeah. just said, you're not doing this. But the NBA does it too. And I know this because I'm in a room where it has a big X over what can or can't be used in sound, and that's contractual as well. All the leagues have it, although it's harder for baseball to govern because you got a guy on a live mic who's trying to catch a fly ball. So maybe baseball isn't dictatorial, but football's is. That's the final word. Nonsense was my word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, 18-year-old Olivia Moultrie has a big night for the U.S. women. While 15-year-old Charlie Woods, get this tone, attempts to qualify for his first PGA Tour event. 15-year-old Charlie that's Woods. Huh? The actual PGA huh? Tour. That's remarkable. Travis Kelsey says worse things on his podcast it's every week. Yes. What are you afraid of? It's totally irrelevant. What are you afraid and of? And they make a big deal. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Happy time, people. Happy 24th birthday, Bo Naylor. Naylor was called up from Columbus by Cleveland last June and became the Guardians' top catcher. He played in 67 games, hit 237, 11 home runs, and 32 RBI. He got better as the season went on, batting 304 in September with an OPS of 1.052. Bo's older brother, Josh, is Cleveland's first baseman. Josh Naylor hit 308 last season with 17 homers and 97 RBI. In a July game against Texas, Bo and Josh hit homers in the same inning. Their younger brother, shortstop Miles, was a first-round pick of the Oakland A's in the 2023 draft. Man. And if Miles gets to the bigs, we will hear about the Canadian Naylor brothers in the same context as the Dominican Luz, the California DiMaggio's, and the Missouri Boyers. Tony, necessarily. I mean, you got brothers. You know, Dizzy and Daffy Dean, Henry and Tommy Aaron, you know, the big brothers of Hall of Famers, Rick Russell, Paul Russell. You can go two, but going three, that, I mean, seriously. Three. If, if you're mom and pop, you're taking a bow, a big bow. Yeah, three is amazing. Happy yes. anniversary, Dan Hurley. On this day two years ago, the fiery UConn coach quickly picked up two technicals in a home game against Villanova and was ejected. Hurley got the second technical for turning to the crowd and encouraging them to make more noise. This is a happy anniversary because Hurley's squad got a late basket to upset the number eight Wildcats. Last year, Hurley's team won the national championship as a four seed. As we already discussed, last night UConn went down with a thud at Creighton. As we celebrate brothers in these happies, 
Danny's older brother, Bobby, is in his ninth year coaching Arizona State, and their father, Bob Sr., is the legendary Hall of Fame high school coach in Jersey City. Yeah, Bobby and his Arizona squad got popped by 45. By 45 with rival. I mean, that's the Arizona State, Arizona, all Arizona crime situation. Man, you got to recover from that. But they are terrific coaches. They really have been. Terrific. Yeah. Happy, happy trails to last night's game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. In the highlight of the night, Los Angeles King Center, Quinton Byfield, raced down ice, nutmegged a defenseman, kicked past the ooh, puck back onto ooh, his own stick, ooh. and backhanded it over the left pad of the Columbus goalie. As P.K. Subban described it, quote, a lot of guys reaching and quitting teaching, unquote. The goal put the Kings up 1-0 in a game they would go on to win 5-1. It's their fifth win in six games since firing head coach Todd McClellan and replacing him with Jim Hiller. Man, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that might be like goal of the year, right? That's going to last for a while. It's going to stay up there. I don't know about that, Mike. I mean, every day in the morning, if you watch highlights, you see a goal where you go, wow, that's an amazing goal. Uh, and hockey lends itself to Edmonton those sorts of goals all the time. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's what happens. And it also lends itself, look, we've watched a lot of hockey. I never played it. Maybe you played it as a kid. I'm amazed when goalies make any saves at all. I mean, the puck is coming in at 90 miles an hour. I don't know how they see it. I don't know how it works. The players I don't more know how people redirect ever. it. Handling and shooting, they I, are. That's, that's pretty much what I think. I mean, it's amazing to watch these guys. We are running out of show. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. The U.S. women's prompter, prompter, prompter soccer team beat the Dominican Republic 5-0 in the CONCACAF Gold Cup. You impressed? Not yet. 18-year-old Olivia Moultrie scored two goals. Not yet. It's early in the competition. This got time to build. Eric Hosmer retired from baseball. How are you going to remember his career? A very good first baseman. He had four gold gloves. He was on the uh, Kansas City team that won the World Series. Very good defensive first baseman. 15-year-old Charlie Woods will play in a pre-qualifier for the Cognizant Classic tomorrow. You excited by this? I'm trying not to be. I am curious. He's 15. I got a 15-year-old. And the, the, the pressure. But you know what? His dad is a little bit more talented than Matthew's dad. So maybe I should be more excited. 76-year-old Wade yeah, Phillips. But a, but a PGA Tour event? I know, that's a lot. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wade Phillips is going to coach the San Antonio Brahmas of the UFL. I know you can't wait. No, I can't wait. I want him to keep working. He's one guy older than I am. If he works, I work. Last one. Bruins at the Oilers tonight. Who you got? Oilers are four and three since their streak stopped. So since the break. But I'll still take Edmonton, Tony. I expect them to start a new role sooner rather than later. Yeah. You got you were right yesterday. You might be right today. Might be right again. We're out of time. Lot. We'll try and do better the next time. Podcast people, we did the Annie. I'm stunned. I'm Mike Wilbon. We're on the Deuce Tomorrow Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Curly, the Sun Devils coach, losing to the Wildcats by 45. I flopped, I think, by Arizona. Why anyway, are we on the Deuce? Well, why are we on the Deuce? Why are we diminished?